Welcome to Jerusalem Studio Podcast. Join us to discuss the latest updates from Israel and the region. Shalom and welcome to Jerusalem Studio. Until Russia invaded Ukraine 16 months ago, Europe was quite complacent regarding military threats to its nations. The continent's focus was on terror in its various manifestations at home and abroad. Suddenly, tank battles, airstrikes, missiles, and infantry are waging fierce fights in urban centers and rural terrain, and Israel, with its proven strategic and operational experience, is much in demand for weapon systems and technology. What are the defensive and offensive contributions Israel can and does make to Europe's security? Joining us all the way from Munich, Germany, is retired General Klaus Naumann, who is a former Bundeswehr Chief of General Staff and NATO's Military Committee Chairman. Thank you for joining us, General. Thank you. Shalom. Shalom, shalom indeed. Also joining us is retired Major General Dania Tom, who is a, a former director of the Mossad Intelligence Agency. Thank you for joining us as well, General. You're welcome. Shalom. And with me here in the studio is our TV7 editor-at-large and host of Watchmen Talk, Powers and Play, and so much more, Mr. Amir. Oren, Amir, take it away. So a lot uh, has changed uh, since uh, both of our distinguished guests were on active duty, uh, including the time in the late 1980s, uh, early 1990s, where both of them uh, headed the uh, planning uh, directorate um, on their uh, respective general staffs. And at that time, Israel was basically an importer of weapon systems and technology. During the uh, decades that followed, Israel has also become a major exporter of uh, such uh, items. And uh, because of Israel's uh, constant needs, for instance, in air defense, against uh, the threats emanating from Gaza, from Lebanon, and elsewhere. It now has proven technology and proven products such as Iron Dome. And uh, if there were no political constraints, obviously it could have supplied the Ukrainian armed forces too with them. But as we all know, Israel um, is walking a fine line between Russia and Ukraine. It doesn't want to supply um, any uh, enemy of Russia uh, lethal weapons, which will kill Russian soldiers. So the uh, neighbors around um, uh, the Ukraine um, have now joined other Latin American, Asian, African countries who come to Israel to study what Israel uh, is doing and to buy hardware and software. I think to enlarge the framework of our discussion today, it would be good to also mention that roughly a week and a half ago, there was the Paris Air Show, during which a vigorous discussion ensued uh, between France and Germany in particular. While France, under President Emmanuel Macron, maintains that Europe needs to work for the long uh, process, the long haul, uh, manufacturing several uh, systems of its own, uh, Germany, uh, which uh, just recently approved uh, the acquisition of Israel's Aero 3 system, surface-to-air system, uh, which is capable of intercepting, among others, hypersonic uh, uh, intraballistic uh, missiles, uh, has uh, engaged in a different methodology. No, the, the hypersonic is Sky Spear. 
that's another one that Raphael... Hypersonic. Yeah. Right. Uh, so it's uh, not uh, the uh, arrow, but uh, another one. Uh, we, we have a lot to we offer. We have a lot to offer and to discuss indeed, but I'd like to bring uh, General Nauman into the discussion. General, to what degree is the immediate needs of Europe uh, accommodated, considering the fact that there are certain voices in Europe, particularly emerging in Paris, which do not see an immediate threat and want to take the, the longer approach of preparing for potentially uh, substantive investments of systems that would ultimately protect their nations. From my perspective, we slept already now for far too long a time. We, had, we neglected our defenses since we believed erroneously to be surrounded by friends. We believed in the principle that trade could change a system such as Putin's system. That was a big mistake. We made mistakes in neglecting defense. And now we do not have time to wait for endless research and development activities. Uh, the proper way is what the government did to buy what is on the shelf. And Arrow 3 is an example for that. And I'm very glad with this decision, whether President Macron likes it or not, it doesn't matter. Uh, the the idea behind Macron's intervention is probably to sell Germany the French-Italian Mamba system, which is inferior. And uh, for that reason, I think it's the proper way to buy Arrow 3, to combine it with the German uh, Iris T system, which is doing quite well in Ukraine. And uh, if we would have a chance to get your hypersonic uh, defense capabilities, uh, whatever they may call it. I think the media are speaking of uh, Skysonic. If that would be possible, I would highly recommend that the German government would take this step as well. Indeed. Uh, General Yatom, I'd like to hear your perspective on this, also considering the fact that Israel has been uh, engage in co collaboration and cooperation with the United States on ensuring that all of its systems are interoperable with NATO, something that, of course, is very beneficial to NATO member states and to any uh, uh, country that is also interoperable with those uh, uh, in the transatlantic alliance. But beyond that, when we look at countries like Finland with uh, a, a quite a massive border with Russia, and having procured the, the magic wand or uh, David Sling today, it's called, uh, do you see one system procurement as efficient enough considering the, the various challenges that we see in the Ukrainian theater? I don't think that uh, to purchase uh, one system might be enough. It depends uh, on the threats. It depends uh, on the systems that uh, the other side uh, operates, in this case, uh, while uh, Europe is looking to what's going on in uh, Ukraine, uh, the side that uh, Europe uh, supports is Ukraine, and the other side in this uh, uh, meaning is uh, Russia. Uh, even though that uh, the Russian uh, forces still now uh, did uh, a very poor job, so uh, to speak. And even though uh, the assessments and the feelings about a year and uh, four months ago, when Russia invaded uh, to Ukraine, 
well that uh, it will take uh, three four days maximum to reach Kiev we see that uh, the might of uh, Russia is not that effective and uh, in many cases and uh, in, in clashes between Ukrainian Ukrainian uh, outfit and the Russian out, out, outfit, the Ukrainian side uh, came with uh, the upper end. So I agree that uh, uh, today, if uh, we really look at uh, Russia, and there is still an assessment that the Russian might expand, if at all. I think that today the possibility that Russia will extend the war unless it will use a nuclear capability that I hope they only speak about but will not fulfill, then uh, uh, if still European countries, even though uh, the Russian armed forces show shows uh, very poor capabilities, if there is still a, a threat that Russia will extend, expand its uh, uh, war geographically-wise, then of course one uh, arrow system is totally not enough. Uh, everybody in Europe and in many other places as we are in Israel, and we have to do it as well, due to the lessons learned till now from all what, what is going on in Ukraine, we have to draw the lessons and to find out if there are any other technologies or any other weapon systems that we should either purchase or produce. But uh, in order to uh, say the bottom line, it depends what are the threats, which uh, kind of uh, weapon systems the Russians are operating, and uh, to face them with uh, anti-systems, which will uh, uh, avoid any success or avoid too big success to the Russians. Indeed. Mr. Owen? Uh, let me play uh, for a moment the devil's advocate and ask a skeptical uh, question. Um, after the Yom Kippur War, in, in which uh, General Yatom uh, fought and uh, which uh, the U.S. and NATO believed could be the paradigm for the next war in Europe, uh, should it erupt, um, Americans, Germans, uh, others came over to the IDF to learn the lessons because they were believed applicable. Uh, if uh, uh, Western-made tanks fought Soviet-made tanks um, on the Golan Heights and on, in Sinai, maybe uh, in the Fulda Gap it will also be similar. But how similar are the lessons that Israel has learned over the last uh, 25 years or so against Palestinians, against Hezbollah, when one looks at the uh, actual and potential fronts in Europe. Um, I wonder whether General Nauman uh, has a response. General? Well, we, we know that we have to be prepared for uh, a battle 
in all five dimensions of modern warfare, that is land, air, sea, cyber, and space. And we have to close the gaps as, as quickly as possible. We know that the Russian armed forces are the main threat for us at the moment. And we have to prepare our defenses in such a way that we can make it credible to Mr. Putin who, or whoever will be in power in Moscow that any attempt to attack NATO countries will mean for him to pay a price beyond his imagination. And we have to restore that uh, idea in his mind. And to that end, we have to do whatever we can to equip our forces, to train them, and to be ready for combat. General Nelman, I'd like to follow up on that point, because uh, ultimately, despite the fact that uh, there have been already roughly one year and four months of uh, warfare between Russia and Ukraine, uh, with early alarm bells running, ringing throughout Europe, trying to acquire and, and invest substantive amounts in, in rebuilding one's uh, security armed forces and, and other systems uh, for the purpose of protecting uh, the nation states within the continental Europe. Do you see that alarm at the start of the war still persisting at this stage? What we, ex what we expect at the moment, Jonathan, is that uh, Putin is uh, trying to make his dream reality of restoring a Russian empire. That is what he told us in December 21, and we take this very serious. Uh, whether he has the capabilities uh, or not is not entirely clear. We see that the system is not as consolidated as it appeared uh, for quite some time, but we see a, a still formidable armed force, substantial in numbers, some of the equipment is very modern, uh, which some of the modern equipment they did not employ in Ukraine so far. We see capabilities which are quite substantial in the field of cyber and of the of hybrid uh, operations. And we have to prepare for that as the most immediate threat. But we know that it is not the only dimension we have to cope with, and we have to understand that it's very difficult for the German people in particular. We have to understand that there will be no such thing uh, as a regional conflict. When a future com uh, conflict with Russia has to be fought, it will be a global conflict, and we have to be prepared for that. Indeed. Uh, General Yatom, obviously, as uh, former director of the Mossad, uh, you have a keen understanding of uh, the various activities uh, pertaining to uh, the, the methodologies employed in various theaters uh, of operation uh, and taking into account also that uh, Israel is cooperating quite closely with the Five Eyes, particularly also with Great Britain and the United States, uh, and beyond that also uh, with uh, different intelligence agencies throughout Europe. To what degree is Israel's contribution uh, to uh, the various uh, agencies uh, uh, in question substantive when we're talking about security of Europe? Cooperation between uh, democratic countries in the area of intelligence and in the area of operation 
and in some other areas, is very important to cope uh, with uh, different kinds of enemies. For instance, uh, terror, which uh, continues uh, to operate and uh, hits from time to time and causes uh, casualties here in Israel, in the West Bank. Uh, it used to be in Gaza when we were deployed in Gaza. ISIS and uh, Al-Qaeda are still active, not the way they used to be active, but in uh, small groups and in pinpointed attacks. Terror uh, is uh, disseminating to uh, Africa. Boko Haram is only one example. So this is one kind of war that we have to be prepared to. As a matter of fact, we are fighting this kind of war, of war since many, many years ago, the war against terror. Another uh, kind of uh, warfare that we need to be ready is due to what we see nowadays in Ukraine, is to be ready to fight uh, a land war, but not only land, land plus uh, air, plus uh, cyber, all those dimensions that uh, General Nauman uh, mentioned, being uh, uh, integrated into a certain capability so that we will be able to win uh, even uh, if we will have uh, to use the regular uh, land forces as tanks, as APCs, as uh, artillery pieces, etc., etc., depends again on the answer. If the answer fits the challenges of the enemy. Now we know the enemies. It is true that uh, we don't have a mutual border with Iran. And towards Iran, we have to be prepared by uh, being able to hit uh, far targets, to use uh, special forces, to use air force. And uh, it is well known that uh, the Israeli Defense Forces uh, is occupied with the battle between the wars, so to speak, that the main enemy on the other side is Iran, with their attempts to uh, take over Syria and to be closer to the boundaries of Israel. So cooperation is very important in order to enhance the capabilities of all the participants. It is true in intelligence as well as it is true in operations. Okay. As well as it is true, for instance, if uh, Europe uh, uh, will, and uh, that's what I understand, uh, that Europe will uh, give um, a special attitude to secure, uh, to, to food security and to energy, to being able to supply, to be supplied by energy 
not leaning on Russia at all. As an example, a few few days ago, an agreement, a trilateral agreement between Germany, Israel, and Egypt was signed. And this is an agreement that says that here from the Middle East, we will supply energy to Germany. And this is in order for the Germans to fulfill their concept, which is zero dependent dependence on Russia in the area of energy. Indeed, which is, of course, uh, when we're talking about intelligence, it's a two-way street where Israel is also enjoying uh, the assistance of its Western uh, allies, but also, uh, as uh, uh, General Yatom just mentioned, uh, providing energy security is as much a contributing factor in the uh, MOU signed between Germany, Israel, and Egypt, in which Israel will transfer uh, natural gas to Egypt, where it will be transformed into LNG and then uh, then shipped uh, to Europe, will obviously have uh, quite the benefit for Germany at this time. Let me uh, add another issue to the discussion. Uh, obviously, uh, NATO has uh, not only succeeded and even um, uh, came back to life because of uh, the Russian aggression um, against Ukraine. However, and, and of course, uh, the most important reason is the collective security um, clause, the chapter five, uh, um, and the knowledge of each member state that the others will come to its defense. But some of the defense relationship uh, that Israel uh, has promoted over the years is bilateral rather than multilateral. Of course, there is an advantage of uh, economy of scale. For instance, if you can sell a lot of products to a lot of countries, but some countries have tailor-made needs. I wonder how does one uh, solve this problem? Well, let's start with General Nauman. You're touching on a very, really very difficult and touchy issue. Uh, we are just about to really to solve the problem of industrial dependency, uh, which this existed in the case of Germany and Russia. I think we are on a good track to get rid of all uh, industrial uh, dependency on Russia. It's a much more difficult issue uh, in, in our relationship with China, since we are much more dependent on China than we are than we ever were on Russia. And uh, we, we we look for opportunities to establish what we called an integrated wide uh, scope defense and security capability as it was let down in this recently published German national security strategy, which is now uh, on the way to be implemented. And in that respect, we are really looking for opportunities to cooperate with all countries, which we regard, uh, regard as friends, such as Israel. General Yatom, your take on that? It is not a secret that uh, we are seeking for cooperation with as many countries as possible, uh, because it uh, contributes not only to the 
military capabilities, it contributes, it contributes also to the atmosphere of uh, peace, cooperation, uh, etc. And this is very, very important. But uh, due to the fact that uh, it is not that simple to build uh, a multilateral uh, 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 groups uh, like the NATO, for instance, and others, uh, whenever it calls for a cooperation, we sign a bilateral agreement between the countries. And if there is a possibility to add a third or a fourth or a fifth country, I think that the Israeli uh, government will be glad uh, to do it. Like, for instance, the attempt that uh, till now uh, was failed to try and to build uh, some uh, kind of alliance uh, between Israel and some Gulf, Arab Gulf countries. Indeed, of course, uh, also taking one experience of this uh, reality, and that is Israel's relations with uh, Greece and Cyprus, in which there is a trilateral arrangement, which also expands to other countries in the region, and then also as part of the uh, East Med pipeline or East Med Forum, uh, which uh, then provides for energy security to those nations. And I, I know we are very short on time, but just uh, to mention that Israel has a unique problem with trying uh, to uh, keep its uh, qualitative military edge when it wants to downgrade whatever it uses for its own forces, and the IDF is the best customer marketing these these products. But nevertheless, it wants to sell one class, one version lower than what it uses. Indeed, of course, for other reasons as well, but uh, we won't have uh, enough time to dive into this. I'd like to thank General Klaus Naumann, the former Chief of uh, General Staff of the Bundeswehr and Chairman of NATO's Military Committee, as well as uh, General Dania Tom, uh, the former Director of the Mossad, and our uh, our own uh, Editor-at-Large, Mr. Amir Oren, for being part of today's panel as well. And all of you at home, uh, thank you for joining us uh, today. And until next time, Shalom from here in Jerusalem. Thank you for joining us in another Jerusalem Studio podcast. For more content on Israel and its region, we invite you to visit our website at tv7israelnews.com and follow us on social media.